Hello everyone, and welcome back to The Other Castle. The Other Castle! My name is Tom. I'm Andrea. And here on The Other Castle, we go over video games and talk about their storylines. And this week, we are doing Titanfall 2. Ooh, the second. The second one. Well, there's a reason that we're doing the second one, and we've never done the first one. <laughs> and that's because the first one came out, that was an Xbox 360 exclusive. Oh, Okay, so obviously it never came into our house. Yeah, exactly. Well, I did have a 360 at the time, but no, I didn't anymore because it red ringed on me. I had like five 360s. It red, red, red on ringed me. on you? I'm sorry. Yeah. What throws some language at me? Oh, so red ring. That means I, I suffered from the red ring of death is what they oh, called it. Oh, no. And it was a glitch in the 360 that just would randomly appear and it would just completely brick your system. Oh, and there was nothing you could do about it. There was no fixes. You had to send it into Microsoft. It was to a point where they had to extend their warranty on oh, it. Oh shit! Just to like cover the red ring of death. Oh my god! And I went through five through that process. Jesus! So I was like really over three sixty after a while. They recall cars for less than that. They made newer systems that eventually like were fewer getting red ring of death, but it's still like a problem. It still existed for a while. Jesus, that's bad. It Don't do bad. that. I didn't get to play the first Titanfall, but the first Titanfall was an online exclusive game. So there was no campaign mode. There was no storyline. It was just a first person shooter online just game. Just pew pews? Is it a 6v6 itch? Or? Yeah, it's it's all the different kinds of maps. You know, Free for alls. Free for alls. You get okay. your team slayer. You get your- Capture the flag. Capture the flag. You get your king of the hill. You get all those different kinds of variants in the games. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was very standard. It was a fun game. People really enjoyed it, but they are also kind of like, well, I want to know why. Right, because you're fighting in and out of mechs? Yeah, you're in mech suits. So yeah, that's the, the idea of Titanfall. That's you, the Titan? You are in a Titan, and it's a, I'd say about 30 foot tall robot machine. Each one is unique, you know? It, it reminds me of, what was that movie? Pacific Rim. Yeah, okay. Yeah. When are we? When are we? It's really far future. Okay. Yeah, and, and it's it's a so very So don't question it. No, it's it's super far future. I would say like, you know how like Halo takes place in the twenty five hundreds. Yeah, which doesn't make sense. Probably around the same time period as well. Yeah. It's uh, like my brain just it doesn't make sense to me just because I can't imagine that far. Right. It's... I have that dumb lizard brain where I'm like, I don't know what Thursday is. And <laughs> so this just boggles me. No, I get you in that. And I mean a lot of science fiction writers have made a lot of money by thinking of that kind of stuff. Oh, so. totally. And this is a situation where they definitely thought it out and had a pretty cool story to tell. Okay. So you just get online and then everyone went, cool, but like, why? Yeah, and they basically. said, oh, we have to give you the why. Yeah. So this is from Respawn. The reason Respawn is familiar today is their big game is Apex Legends. Okay. And that is a, you know, a, a battle royale game. And the origins to Apex Legends are found in this game, Titanfall 2. Oh, shit. So, yeah, they wow. actually were going into making Titanfall 3. And as a side project, they started working on Apex Legends. Just like for shits and giggles is like a side game. Yeah. And then everybody that was play that was like working on Titanfall 3 was helping doing a lot of the test development for Apex Legends. Yeah, just, you know, you help a friend out. And they stopped working on Titanfall Holy 3. Holy shit. So how bad would Titanfall 3 be? I don't know, because Titanfall 2 turned out so great. Okay. Uh, is this a beloved game? It is an absolutely beloved game. It I rates up in like the 97% on Metacritic. Wow, okay. 
Titanfall 2 really suffered from a problem is one it was made by Respawn but released by EA and EA had two other huge titles come out kind of sandwiching this one. Oh shit. So they had Battlefield 1 come out first. Oh, that's a huge title. And then a month later was Titanfall 2. Right after. And then the next month was a Call of Duty. Oh, goddamn. No one expected anything to happen with this poor little middle child. It's the Jan Brady of EA's slate. Yeah. So, I mean, you're really asking people to shell out, what, 60 bucks a pop, so $180. Yeah, in a three-month span. In a three-month span. And people weren't willing to do that. And TB Fair, Pew Pew Games. You yeah, know <laughs> exactly they kind of seem like they're all going to be the same yeah you pick out whichever franchise you know which is going to be call of duty and that's where you throw your money most likely in battlefield one as well i mean that was also just a huge title yeah and it's, this was like it's a, just a second it's a second and it's also kind of a first at the same time yeah oh that's so weird it's its own grandpa that sucks that it really didn't have like a leg up in the race yeah, it was released at a very unfortunate time, and it ended up having some of the coolest stories, some of the coolest gameplay. I did end up jumping on the Titanfall 2 bandwagon because <laughs> I saw an ad for it that said that it had groundbreaking storytelling. Which that's cool. really jumped out at me. I'm like, okay, what is this game doing? That's a pew pew with heart. Groundbreaking, exactly. So yeah, I picked it up, and I played it, and I absolutely fell in love with this game. Aww. This was so much fun. It was so unique. There was the wall riding. There was the double jump with a jetpack. You know, you get this really amazing bond with your Titan, which we'll talk about. You'll get to know your Titan throughout this story and stuff. It was a very underdog hit game. I think it got a lot of recognition recently during quarantine because it was released for the PlayStation Plus as the free game. Oh, fun. And so a lot of people jumped on it for their first time and they were all like, wait, how the hell did we miss this game? <laughs> oh, right. EA wanted us to miss this game. For some reason. And like you saw the, the cutscenes and stuff. It's beautiful oh, game. It's fucking gorgeous. I watched you play over your shoulder. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah. This like, is a five years later. Stunning looking game. And it's totally. got some great talent behind it. The main character is played by Matt Mercer. Yeah. So it yeah, he plays McCree in Overwatch. He is also the Dungeons and Dragons like guy. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's just like his thing is this Dungeons and Dragons legend. So he plays the main character and it's a fun game. And so I just want to kind of dive into it and talk about it. Let's get into it. Yeah. So you're Matt Mercer. Yeah, Life you're, is good. You're Matt Mercer. You play as this character. His name is Jack Cooper. And <laughs> that's so generic American. Super generic, it's right? Like Derek Smith. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we get it. He is a rifleman in what is called the Frontier Militia. Ooh. So they're basically, think of them as like Earth Marines. So Marines? They're kind of Marines, yeah. But oh, they wait. consider themselves Militia. Why are they Earth? Where does the Earth come from? Because they're from Earth. Oh, so they're just regular Marines. They're human beings. Okay. <laughs> but Earth is like a planet now and not countries. Yeah. So think of it that way. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there aren't really aliens. There are alien creatures as in animals. But we don't fight any alien, like, humanoid creatures oh, in this game. Oh, so all the characters are peoples? They are people. There are some oh. robots as well. Okay. So I think the robots are more that they are working for the humans. Yeah, Westworld and stuff like that. Yeah, that kind of a, a robot army that, that you're fighting in this game. But yeah, everybody is human in this. And so then you have this opposing force. They are called the Interstellar Manufacturing Corporation. But they just refer to themselves as the IMC. So our location right now is a part of the galaxy, the universe. It's a star system called just simply the Frontier. Ooh. 
So basically, the IMC are the bad guys, and we are the good guys with the Frontier Militia, okay? Yeah. And they're both trying to control different planets. You know, think of it kind of... Like to conquer for resources? You know, I think of it actually as kind of like the Firefly Serenity universe. Okay. Where you have, it's all humans, but there are definitely opposing forces. There are people with just different uh, opinions. They got different shit going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, there's one that is wanting to be a bit more dominant. I guess we are playing from the uh, Alliance perspective, if that was the oh, no. direct comparison. Oh, no. <laughs> However, it's Oops. it's not really that. The other guys are definitely the bad guys. The game starts off, and you are playing as Jack Cooper, and you get put into this kind of VR headset to do your training, essentially. Okay. And you're being trained by Captain Ty Lastimosa. Is this like a danger room when you're in the VR? A little bit. Yeah, it's a bit like a danger room. It's a very high-end VR. So you can run around and do everything. So you're you're doing all your on-the-ground footwork. You're you're doing your soldier work, so you're learning how to shoot. You're doing all that. And then at the end of it, Captain Lastimosa sits down and introduces you to his Titan, but obviously it's in the VR world. And so his Titan's name is BT-7274. And he goes, this is my Titan. We've been together for a really long time. We have a really Aww. special bond, like, as you will come to have with your Titan. Aww. And in fact, go ahead and call your Titan in now. So your Titan starts coming in, and then the VR glitches out just as it's about to land on the ground. And then you're kind of pulled out of the VR, and you start hearing, like, warning sirens going oh, off oh, and stuff. something's going on. And the real-life Captain Lastimosa, like, opens up your VR, and he's already in his Titan and stuff. He's like... So, turns out the uh, IMC is, is attacking right now, and we need to drop down onto this planet and go after them. So Oh, shit. We'll get to the Titan stuff later. Don't worry about <laughs> it. So, shortly after dropping down, you get attacked by an enemy Titan. So, the bad guys also have Titans. Everyone's got a Titan. Yeah. It's like Fast and Furious in here. Yeah. And I mean, think of them as kind of your ace in the hole at all times. Like a Titan, they say in the opening that it can only be taken down by absolute overwhelming force or another Titan. <laughs> that's basically all that can take it down do we get to see when taken down by overwhelming force not too often oh i mean you playing a game can get taken down by overwhelming force definitely fair not too often do you see that actually happen a small part of me was like yeah like a mountain will fall on them or like they'll just fall down a ravine <laughs> yeah no that, i mean there's times where you can be just outside of your own mech and you can take down a titan but it's very difficult to do okay how do these stack up against diva Oh, Diva would get just crushed. <laughs> yeah, they would step on Diva. They're big enough to step on Diva's mech. Okay, so are they Pacific Rim size? No, no, no. It's Pacific Rim size. I mean, those are what, 100 feet tall? I was going to say, like, stories high. Yeah, yeah. These are about 30 feet tall. Okay. I mean, Is that like I wouldn't Optimus even put Prime? I wouldn't even put them at yeah. You know what? I would put them at Transformers size. Okay, thank you. Transformer size is good. I wouldn't say like Power Rangers size. Power Ranger size seems too big still. For but a Megazord, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would say around Optimus Prime size. That's, okay, it's a really good size comparison to it. And actually, the character BT seven two seven four. It's not the guy who played Optimus Prime. However, he sounds remarkably similar to Optimus Prime throughout the game. So as soon as you get attacked by the Titans, like, you're just about to get killed. Oh, shit. And then you see your buddy Lastimosa drop in, and they come and save you. Aww. And they battle off the Titan, and, and they kill it, and, you know. Yeah, Captain. So Lastimosa jumps out of his Titan, and he walks over to you, and he, like, pulls you off to the side, like, dude, you almost died. Like, just <laughs> hide here, wait till help comes. I'm gonna go back and start taking care of shit. I know you're, like, new and haven't finished training. Yeah. My bad about the almost death. Why don't you chill? Yeah. 
take a five. Yeah, and as we find out later too, like Jack Cooper, he's suffered from like amnesia from like oh, shit. being in battle and stuff. And this doesn't even play into the game. It's just something that they do talk about later on. It's just on. a casual like moment for him. They're like, how can we fill this character out emotionally? Give him some casual amnesia. Yeah, kind of. They start the talking fuck? about a, a battle that had occurred that both characters had been at, but Cooper's kind of like, I don't remember this battle at all. And he's like, yeah, you got knocked unconscious. How great would Lost Memories be as DLC? That would be super cool. They did a lot of free DLC, but it was mostly okay. to multiplayer. Okay, so there's new like levels and Yeah, they were maps very and... generous with their with their multiplayer. That's cool. Yeah, it was a really cool thing that they were doing with it. But I mean, they also went on to release Apex Legends for free. So just it's just entirely free. It's a company that is known for doing things like that. Good for them. Yeah. Win a fan, not just a sale. Exactly, right? And the dedication and the everything is like totally. comes with it. So you're kind of just laying there and you're stuck in a bush and you're hidden. <laughs> and you watch as two titans drop down on him. Oh, shit. And the one titans has a, fell. One has a giant sword and it just drives right through oh. and, and kills Lastimosa and his fucking titan. Oh, shit. It goes through the Titan. Oh, it goes through the Titan. It's fucking gnarly. Oh yeah, it's it's. This is a brutal game. There's yeah. a lot of like gnarly blood and stuff in this game. Like, oh shit, it does not hold back. Okay. Here's a little bit of a trope that we're gonna see is that Jack passes out a lot. Oh, because of all the brain damage from all the amnesia. I guess so. I don't know. I mean, maybe the brain dead amnesia stuff is coming from the fact that he passes out all the time. They're definitely connected. They're connected in some there's, way. There's some definitely. brain damage that's happened because of all the brain damage. So Cooper wakes up to like these humans that are going around all the dead bodies because you were with a squad of people, obviously. Are you too. guys getting looted? You're getting looted by the bad oh. guys at this point. One of the guys goes, come on, we're mercenaries. We're not supposed to loot the bodies. Like We get paid for a certain thing. Oh. Get back in your Titan, let's go. So they don't ever see you, but you oh, get shit. to see what these guys look like at first. And, and stuff. you know they're mercenaries. And you know that they're mercenaries, oh, yes. Shit. So they are working for the IMC, but they are just specifically there to carry out certain tasks for the IMC. But suicide they don't suicide squad? A little bit of a suicide squad, yeah. There's you know, they're they're mini bosses throughout the game, definitely, and they all have like very like characteristic thing. I think the best thing I heard you say was it reminds you of kind of Mario bosses. Where they stop and have like a beat for themselves. They're like, oh no, I'm a big plant. Yeah, they have like this moment of being a character, but they're also going to die immediately after meeting them. So Okay, so head a pin in that. That's literally how every character is introduced in the Suicide Squad movie. Really? Which makes it funny that they are kind of like structurally a Suicide Squad for the IMC. Truly, every time one comes on screen, it'll stop you'll get like fucking the room raiders sidebar of yeah. like their likes dislikes and why they're in jail and then you'll get like a quick 90 second flashback to them being like out in the world it's fucking terrible they all have different songs like it just feels bad <laughs> and <laughs> i like the way the titanfall did it though it felt in world and just a smooch campy to remind you oh well, like this is gonna be high energy like get your shit together we're partying in Suicide Squad, it just, it's so cringy. Yeah, this game's fun the way, like, the first Mummy was fun. Okay, yeah, yeah, where it's pretty meaty, but it takes it a little lighthearted. Yeah, it's lighthearted, but they also take it seriously. Like, totally. You're going to get some really good laughs, but it's also going to be really brutal. 
Yeah. At they the know the right time. moments to be understanding of their world. Yeah, definitely. And so, yeah, it's to what you were saying, where in Titanfall 2, when they introduce each one of these characters individually, it's always right before you're going to battle them. Yeah. And like you get their name up on the screen and they, they have like a moment and stuff and they're either talking directly to the camera or they're like having Ew. an interaction with another character kind of stuff. So these are going to be the bad guys that you're going to meet throughout the game, but they do take off at this point and then you pass out again. You have to be on some medication or so something. Already we've passed out twice and we're like not even at all into the game. And it's not atmospheric or anything, right? You're just bad at brain stuff. No, I mean, you did get knocked out. By the big titan that dropped in. Okay. But. This is a concussion story. He's definitely concussed. The same way Varsity Blues is about concussions. Which means that the rest of the story could be argued is entirely in his head. Oh, fun. No, he could be not. dying. No. no. Oh, fuck you. Let me I'm have this. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you wake up and there are these big ass like creatures. They're kind of reptilian wolves, I Ooh. would say. It's the aliens of this planet. And you see the Titan that was your brother that Lassimosa guy. BT. BT. And he gets up and he shoots and he kills the wolves that are kind of surrounding oh, you. Oh, shit. And they all, the, like the remaining ones, scatter off. And so you get up and you run over to the Titan and you pull out the Lassimosa guy out of the Titan oh. and he kind of dies there in your arms. Oh, God. And the last thing that he does, though, is that he transfers the Titan over to you. Oh, shit. Oh, so they're like tied to their owner. It's not like. You know, grab a spoon off the wall. I don't know what, what situation you'd be doing that in. But they're, like, tied to you. Yeah, they are 100% tied to you. And, like, you do get a bond with them. Because they're extremely advanced AI. Okay. Like but, her. Yeah. Except they are going to bond with you in a way, like, I think there's a mental link with their helmet that they do get oh. to go through. There's something like that in the Pacific Rim ones, too, right? Like, you have to be mentally linked to your partner. And yeah. then also with the machine to, like, synchronize your movements yeah yeah that's how that all works except okay. with this it's just one and one so yeah it's just the machine and the one person well they don't need as much drama in this one well it's also not as big as a machine so i guess you wouldn't need two brains to operate it. that's true okay you take his helmet off because that's what you're going to need to basically link yourself with the titan however the titan is kind of out of battery at this point he's Aww. been really fucked up yeah. so you got to go out and you got to go find and get some batteries <laughs> sorry he left one person one thing in his will, and it was broken. Yeah. Right. Sorry. <laughs> Any other situation that would suck. Here's this my totally broken understand. machine. Yeah. If Here's you can fix it, shit. have fun with it. Yeah. We have a neighbor like that. Every trash night, he cruises around. He's like, I'm going to make some treasures. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> well, anyway, so you get over, and you get some batteries into him, and so it powers up BT, which we just call him BT. It's not BT7274 okay. the whole game. Like He really just goes by BT throughout the whole game. You're Finn now instead of FN. Becoming a pilot for a Titan is considered a promotion. Yay! <laughs> and BT immediately, his first thing is, well, well, congratulations on your promotion. And you're just like, oh. I guess I'm now a pilot. I'm a pilot. Cooper's really not into this. I mean, yes, it was a dream of his, but he wanted to do it the right way. He wanted to earn it, not just inherit it. Yeah, he didn't want to just get kind of thrown into the gauntlet, but he takes to it really well. And it's funny because BT throughout the entire time will talk about like how their combat effectiveness rating is scoring and stuff like that to make, okay. say like, you know, we're, we're working really well together. Like when we're. Oh, it's not like your gun accuracy. It's just like how bonded you are. Yeah, exactly. Aww. Like how your plans and your strategies and everything are playing out and, and yeah. how well you guys are bonding in terms of that. How much of Jack Cooper is, I'm not even supposed to be here today? Not too much. Because, I mean, okay. he was supposed to be in battle. He's just not supposed to be in the Titan. 
in the parody pilots in the parody poster instead of clerks it's mercs go on (laughs) so yeah once you first like hop inside of bt you establish your neural link and that makes you bffs like forever like when you slit your hand open and touch your friends yeah it does like a whole like link thing because bt is made entirely out of metal However, mm-hmm. when you're on the inside, you can see the outside as if you are seeing it through BT's eyes. Oh, that's cool. And BT can also see through your eyes as well. Oh, right, because of the mental connection. Because of the mental connection. That's kind of cool. So he's got like a find my phone on you and like... At all times. <laughs> has an eye on you. That's some big brother shit. You're immediately attacked by a game of enemy forces. Obviously. And it is more of just the tutorial of how to play with a yeah. titan. But they also don't have any titans, so it's fine. It's just going to be a quick, like, here's yeah. how you shoot. Here's all the guys that you can kill and stuff. And totally. Because there's a lot of options. Like, throughout the game, the titan can get different guns, which completely changes their loadout just as much as you can have all your different weaponry as Cooper himself. Baby Diva. Yeah, you get both characters full loadouts in this game, That's which is cool. a really fun way of giving you so much variety yeah. in a video game. And, like, you can really match it up to, like, whatever your play style is. Yeah, absolutely. And Because if you want to play inside of the Titan more, you can. And when you're out of the Titan, he's still active. Oh, he's, like, cruising around? Yeah, he's still going. He's still shooting. He can, like, aim. He has, like, auto-aim and stuff like that. He can go off on his own and, and help you. If you're inside of him, you know, you're just a fucking powerhouse. Cool. So, like, for example, if you're up against humans, you can just step on them. And they're dead. <laughs> oh, is that the most satisfying way to kill someone? Oh, I love killing people that way. <laughs> I think that's a fetish. No, actually, that's not the most satisfying kill. So I'm about to get okay. into the most satisfying kill, actually. Let me have it. So we get to encounter our first of two different types of titans in this game. So we get kind of the mini titan. Diva? And, uh, yeah, I'd say about diva size. And then you can get the main titans. And that's the the mercenaries. They're in like the same size titans that you're in. Like BT, yeah. Yeah, but then there's the mini titans. They're kind of just the the cronies. So there's like protagonist titans and like (laughs) an antagonist titan are all on one level. And then like the the NPC like character titans are just... Yeah, exactly. That's hysterical. But for some reason, you can also always be patched into another titan that's nearby so you can always hear like their radio chatter and stuff Hmm. and what's very strange about this game is that all pilots are really complimentary of each other even if you're in a battle to the death they love each other yeah because like all the times like well done pilot great shot as you're kicking their ass but that shot was at you sir yeah they're just super complimentary towards each other and that is consistent throughout the entire game so like even the mean Titan ones where they had like voice actors come into the voice actors come in and go, nice shot, pilot. Good dodging. There is like maybe one that doesn't. That's funny. But for the most part, they're all very complimentary towards you. That's wild. I mean, I, I guess we should be promoting positivity all the time. Yeah, thanks, Respawn. Even during uh, a battle to the death. You know, alien space battle. <laughs> Always so, be kind. This is where one of my favorite kills is. Ooh. So when you're up against the Titan... There's a point where it says press square for a melee finisher. Fun. Always press square. Always press square. So one of the things you can do is open up their Titan, pull the person out, and then just squeeze them until they pop. Oh my god. It is my favorite way to kill a person. That's amazing. Especially when you kill one of the mini bosses that way. Because you're just like, oh. They start screaming and then as soon as they pop, they stop screaming. What the fuck? That's gnarly. (laughs) I've never... I don't think that death has crossed my mind ever. Right? Being squeezed to pop? 
by a giant robot. There's some dark iron giant shit going on in this. And I love it. So after you encounter your first mini Titan, then you get to encounter your first main Titan. One of the first big bad guys. One of the big bad guys. So that's where we get one of our first like introduction videos and everything. So we get this guy named Kane. Now Kane's over the top. Ugh. So the way he's introduced is he's with like a big squadron of, of soldiers and everything. He's holding one up in, in his Titan's hand and stuff. He goes, you don't get to come to Kane's party. What a dork. Yeah, he's a huge dork. But he sees you coming off in the distance. And so he just kind of tosses that soldier off to the side. And <laughs> he starts clapping. He's like, all right, let's get going. I'm going to take you on. He's very excited. It's always guys like these that are your first boss. Because you're just like, what the fuck? Man? It's kind of like UFC fighters. Oh. Where they're like stoked to fight each other. And they have like this weird respect. But it's also like, but I'm going to kick your ass. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand this culture, but go off. However, with the Titans, you kill the fuck out of each other. Yeah. Totes. So after you kill Kane, you go up and you open up his Titan and you pull him out as like as Cooper and you pull his helmet off because what you want to get is his radio. Oh, okay. Then you can hear what all the bad guys are saying. Oh, there you go. All yeah. the time. So the moment you put that on, uh, you hear two of the mercenaries talking to each other. One of them says that she has three surrendered soldiers and wants to know what to do with them. Oh, shit. And then the main boss guy, he says, well, just kill him and meet up with me. And then you just hear three gunshots and like screams oh. of like, please, no, 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 no. Oh, those and she are goes, your boys, right? Yeah, they're your guys. Oh. She goes, I'm on my way. Very like Fuck straightforward. Me. They have no emotion about this. So these guys are like cold blooded as shit oh, that you're up against. Oh, my God. So you guys need to meet back up with the Earth Marines. Right. With, with your guys. And BT suggests a shortcut because he's got, you know, the maps of the area and stuff in yeah. his system. And you follow along with it. And and you go through this area that you need to jump out of BT in order to like get around. Like fix the puzzle of getting yeah, through. Yeah, to fix the puzzle of getting through. And while you're out, the mercenaries manage to basically kidnap BT. Oh my god. Yeah. I parked here for two minutes, officer. <laughs> right? They, they tow BT. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? It's literally like a giant claw comes out of the sky like a claw machine. Oh game my god. And picks them up. And BT's like, uh, I, I can't do shit. You're going to have to figure this one out on your He's own. He's like, hey, bud, sorry to tell you. God <laughs> took me. Yeah. <laughs> the claw. Yeah. <laughs> That's horrifying. Like, especially for everyone involved, actually. No, but mostly the Titan to be like, I'm the biggest thing here. And to look up and see just the hand that mm -hmm. is bigger than you. Oh, no. Yeah, so he gets taken off, and poor Cooper has to listen to the bad guys talking about what they're going to do with BT after that. Are they going to fuck him? Well, no, they're going to destroy him, though. They're like, oh, okay. we're, we're going to, which, why would you destroy a perfectly good Titan? Right? Even just for parts. And it's like an enemy Titan. That enemy Titan has a lot of information in yeah, it. Yeah, take the data. You would want to do something like that. But I guess this AI is so advanced, it's basically just a person. <laughs> so Kill like, him. It's not going to speak to us. They've got no morals. Fair. But fortunately, BT is pretty smart. And I mean, yeah, you are going through their facility. You're shooting a whole bunch of people. You're killing your <laughs> So you're way just like, I got to get to my boy. Yeah, you're on a just a murder out. spree trying to get back to BT. Good shit. And you and BT can communicate with each other still because you have your helmet link, your, your neuro link right. and stuff your like besties. that. Your besties. You signed the pack. Yeah, absolutely. It does cut in and out because you are in an underground facility. Mm. However, BT's intelligent. He figures it out. He gets himself out. Good job, like, buddy. Okay. I just need you to meet up with me. So BT and Cooper basically just find a location to meet up and they finally are back together. Is that a bit anticlimactic for your robot to get kidnapped and then saves himself? Saves himself a little bit. But I just fully assume this would be a rescue op. 
you know, it kind of feels almost like one of those things where, and I know he didn't purposely get himself captured, but where you get yourself purposely captured so you're on the insides, so then you guys can kind of meet up in the middle Okay. from the outside, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that's what they just ended up doing. They're like, all right, let's lean into it. They just allowed that to be the plan. Yeah. Okay. So as soon as you and BT meet up again, we get to have another big boss battle. Yeah. And this is Ash. Ash. Is Ash very gravelly? Ash is a bit gravelly, yeah. Ooh. She's got a bit of a smoker's voice. Oh, so she's a lady Ash. Yeah, it's a lady Ash. I love that for her. Uh, But she wears a, like... One of those masks that you would see for like the theater, but it's a white mask. Okay. But like a full fan of the opera mask instead of like a half opera yeah, yeah, mask. Yeah, I get you. You know? Like the, the lady in uh, Little Nightmares. Yeah, very much like that. It's porcelain too. Yeah. So it keeps her face completely covered. So you never see her lips move or anything like that. But she says that there's just such a huge price on her head that she had to come out of retirement to come after you. That's hysterical. Yeah, because that's how pissed off everybody is. Because already Cooper has a price on his head because he's pissed off all these mercs. Do you think there's a world where this could tie into like a John Wickiverse? And there's like a secret underground world of mercs in the titanfall universe we could see someday i mean 10 out of 10 i would watch i would play the shit out of that this takes place you know very 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 far in the future but like you know but i think that whole underground world would definitely persist through hundreds and hundreds of years (laughs) absolutely anyway i'm just just daydreaming about the wick verse yes i love to daydream about a nice assassin verse (laughs) a merc verse if you will well Obviously, you kill her. And when I killed her, this was one of those ones where I grabbed her out and I like squished her to oh, death. Oh, obviously. That's the best way to kill anything oh, ever. That's amazing. It was so satisfying. I love doing it. Just a little pump. <laughs> so after you guys kill her, BT is like, you know, I don't think we should take any more shortcuts. <laughs> like, historically, in everything, shortcuts never end well. No. Ever. BT's hilarious, by the way. Okay, I love that. BT is really funny, and he's but it's one of those funnies that's because he's so monotone and so boring and so like straight with the facts. Yeah, he's dry about it. That when he delivers a dry fact at the right time, it's fucking hilarious. I love that. And Cooper picks up on that too. Like there are many times because you can pick your dialogue too in this game, which is something very. Oh, I love that. It doesn't like make it a branching narrative or anything like that. It just gives you two options. Just sometimes they're mildly different phrasings of the same thing, but you do get to like to vary the way that you carry the conversation. You don't see that too often in say a call of duty game. Oh, totally. So as they're on their way to get back with their crew, they pick up like a beacon pulse from a major Anderson, but they're not able to like contact him through the radios or anything. Is major Anderson one of your boys? Is he a Marine? Yeah, he's one of your Marines. Earth Marine. Yeah, it's kind of a distress signal saying like, hey, we need help. And nobody really seems to be responding to it. So you and BD decide to like go and check it out, see what's going on. So as you make your way towards the signal, you see this really large facility ahead. So it looks kind of like a big science lab facility. You're on land right now, right? Yeah, you're on land. Okay. And it's kind of carved into the mountainside and everything. Oh, oh, spooky. So it's a big, yeah, it looks like a you know, a government facility kind yeah. of place. Yeah, oh, that's kind of sick. Yeah, so the signal's getting stronger as you approach there. So you go inside, and BT's too big to get inside, so it's just Cooper on his own. He's taller than the building. You stay out here. Usually, yeah, that's that's kind of the situation. Oh, he's <laughs> this too is big. Anytime you got to go inside a building, BT's got to wait outside. Sorry, buddy. But he keeps, you know, he keeps a good guard because okay. he is sentient. That's right, and he can kind of be like, hey, mom's coming home. Yeah, he can Turn give you warnings TV. if anything's happening. Yeah. So you go inside, and as you're walking through, I think Portal 2, when you're inside the actual like facility and stuff, and it's just kind of all fallen apart. 
okay. some of it's on fire even like actively on fire <laughs> everything has you know overgrown plants coming down okay. ivy dripping down wow and as you're walking through suddenly you flash and it's a perfectly operational facility and there are people walking around there's robots walking around oh, it looks like a fully functioning facility and then suddenly you flash back and you're back in that kind of decrepit area is this with his amnesia was he here when it was like not decrepit and then lost it to amnesia you know, I wish it was that simple. What? That because seemed pretty complex. This is out fucking rageous. <laughs> what ends up happening going forward? You look upset. No, I'm not. That's what's well, great. You look, is they, you look playfully upset. They managed to take an awful concept mm -hmm. and they really made this work. Okay. And they made it playful and they made it fun and they made it cool because this could have fallen apart. <laughs> like immediately. What they went with could have because they don't really do much to explain it either but it is fucking wonderful so here's what's happening you're traveling through time time travel yes it's time travel it is 100 percent time travel well my amnesia theory seems stupid now right what the fuck so it just lasts a couple seconds these little flashes but it keeps happening as you're wandering through the corridors but it does like really cool thing. Like, for example, you'll come upon like a room that has a fire that's in the way of the door. An active fire. But then you'll transport back into the past and the door will just be open in front of you. So you can walk through the door and then the whole thing will like suck you back to the present and the fire's behind you, but you that's can make it through wild. the door. Sometimes there's a situation where there's like lasers that are keeping you out of something in the past. But then you get taken back to the present and there's just nothing it's burned there. down. Yeah, it's burned down. So you can get through the door that way. So there's really cool things. But it's very on rails at this point. Like it's very okay. much like dictating how this all so works. So you're not bouncing back and forth. It's just kind of taking you. It's doing it completely on its own. Gotcha. That's cool, though. Finally, you ask BT. Cooper asks BT. I, I keep jumping back and forth between myself and cooper but you know pick a tent i don't care when when you're playing as the character it feels like it's you it's very personal you know you, it's you really feel, matt mercer you feel very connected to the entire thing mm, when you're playing it i, I do that. like to say when you do it so so he asks bt what the fuck is going on here hey bt i know you're outside how's the weather um what are your thoughts on time travel <laughs> real quick just need some notes for a friend who is me and currently time traveling so BT says, well, this place has a large energy surge, and that can cause time rifts sometimes. Honestly? Yeah. I buy that. That's fine. He's just, like, very straightforward about it. Just like, yeah, this can happen. The batteries are so big, sometimes you'll just skip through time. That's right. just what this facility is. It's got, it must have a time rift. I'm not above that. <laughs> so you go into this big auditorium, right? And, mm -hmm. and you're in the present. And so it's all, like, dilapidated and everything. But then you immediately switch over into the past. And it's kind of like a classroom. And there's a lecturer up at the front. And he's doing this whole, like, presentation kind of explaining what this facility is. And as you approach, he stops his lecture and he goes, can I help you, pilot? Oh, shit. And he sees you. sucks you back into the present. If you go up to the podium, there's a little audio-like recording, and you can push play and listen to the entire <gasps> recording, but it still stops at, can I help you, pilot? That's fucking sick. Which means that really happened. Yeah. Like, what you just experienced was you real. You did butterfly time. Yeah. Whoa. So this place is, yes, it has time rifts, but these aren't like inconsequential time rifts. Yeah. So you keep going through and you keep getting these really cool moments 
with the time flashes, right? So you're going through like a really nice hallway and then suddenly it goes back to the present and it's destroyed. And one of those big ass creatures jumps down at you like suddenly and it starts roaring at you. A bigger version that can fly what the fuck? comes in and grabs it and then flies out a window and like off into the distance to get joined by literally a dozen other flying creatures also carrying these like wolves. What is this game about? War. Okay. But I mean, yeah, we're about to get into because I remember playing it and being like, I don't really get what's happening yet. Like, why <laughs> is there a battle? What, what the is the context doesn't feel all the way there. What's the mission? But Anderson is when we get the mission. So don't worry. We're okay. on our way to Anderson. Oh, okay. This is all still act one. Like we're still establishing. Yeah, pretty much. I okay. mean, you know, Cooper is kind of this guy who shouldn't be. You're right. Shouldn't be here today, but he is here today and he's about to get his mission. So, but as you're looking out the window and you see those like dragon creatures flying off in the distance, it flashes you back to the past. And then all those dragons turn into just drones kind of floating outside. (laughs) That's really funny. It was a really cool like transition over between the two of them. You don't find Major Anderson in this part of the building. So you go back and you rejoin with BT and he's kind of outside and he's, looking at a bunch of dead bodies on the ground. And he does determine that none of them are Major Anderson, unfortunately. But he does see another building. He's like, the signal is the strongest from this building over here. So we should just go check out this building. Oh. You go in and you find Major Anderson actually quite quickly. It's just you only find the top half of him. Oh, shit. He's hanging from like the ceiling, but it's just like the top half of him and his arms like dangling out and shit. And you remove his helmet and you take it back to BT, who is going to analyze it to see, okay, what the fuck just happened? Well, he got cut in half. I mean, yeah. So there's that. But how is a good question. (laughs) So as you bring the helmet back to him, BT looks at it and goes, oh, it looks like you're the only one that's alive from this mission. Congratulations on your next promotion. Oh, my God. Now the mission that Anderson has is up to Cooper. Jesus Christ. The thing is, is that Anderson's never completed his mission. So he actually doesn't even necessarily know what he was going after either. Oh, at this no. Point. He just knows that he was supposed to go and research some things. And now Cooper's job is to figure out what did Anderson find out and what do I need to do with that information? And what's next? Holy shit. That's wild. What we do find out is that the IMC is using those time distortions that are occurring to hide things in the past. Oh. So they're having things built and done back in the past so that way they don't know anything about it in the present, huh. which is fucking brilliant. Like Looper. Kind of like Looper, yeah. Very, I love Looper. Very much like that. I love Looper so goddamn much. And Anderson managed to find a device that allows him to control going back and forth between the past Ooh. and the present. However, Cooper didn't see this device on him, so BT's like, well, obviously it's on the bottom half of him. Oh. So you need to go find the bottom half of him. Find his butt. So- find his butt. <laughs> so... BT like grabs this telephone pole and chucks it through the top floor of this building. That's dramatic. And then you ride the telephone pole wire like up to the building. That's cool as shit. To get into it, right? Damn it, that's cool. Like I say, they take these really dumb moments and manage to make them kind of cool. I just thought he was going smashy smash. I did not realize that was tactful. That's dope as shit. But as soon as you get up there... You get into the past, and you are officially in a secure area that you should not be in. Uh-oh. So anytime you go back in the past, you have to fight. Like, there are security guards. Like on there the are ground. soldiers. There are people ready to fuck you up. Oh, damn. And then if you come back to the present, there are animals and creatures and robots there to kill you there. It's just the wilderness. 
But one of the really cool things that happens is when you kill one of those soldiers in the past, their corpse is still there when you get to the present. Oh my god, they like don't move the bodies? No, they don't move the That's bodies or wild. anything. And they're old and they, you know, they're just like really You're all sunken in and shit. Entirely. It's really fucking cool. It's Gross, not really I love it. described how far back in the past it is, but it looks like it's gotta be like 150 to 200 years in the past. Okay. Easily. Like a dozen decades ago. Right. As you're going through the facility, you finally come upon a pair of legs sticking up out of the ground. Oh, no. And yeah, so it is. Found the butt. Major Anderson's butt. And his arm is kind of like sticking up out of the ground, too. So it looks like he did like a one-handed dive into the cement, but had his other hand like by his side. And that one. Okay. Yeah. So it's more like a diagonal, not really like a middle, like at the belt. Right, right. Gotcha. So you finally have the device that allows you to go back and forth, jumping between. Yeah. So now that you have the option of changing the time around at your leisure, you keep using this like time travel to go back and forth. A lot of it felt like Portal in a way, like the way they were doing some of the the time travel, the way they were doing some of the puzzle solving Mm -hmm. in terms of like, you've got to go through this door here, go back to the past, then go through this door, go back to the present and like do this whole thing to get through the facility. And it was really well done. Yeah. And atmospherically, it sounds a little bit like Portal too. And like. The way that the buildings are decrepit. Yeah. There's just weird shit everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. They have said that they were heavily inspired by the Half-Life series when they were making this game, which, you know, as we know, Portal is a port of the Half-Life series. So the links are there. It's for the first time. It's not Bioshock that we are constantly referencing. Oh, I have one coming up. Oh, (laughs) don't you worry. I did watch part of the game and part of the movie. And there was one part that I I struggled not to out loud be like, oh, my God, it's Bioshock. Take a shot. Yeah. (laughs) Take a Bioshock. Take a Bioshock. Right. That's good. I like that. We're going to have to coin that one going forward. Oh, we're going to dive alcohol poisoning. One of the cool things that it does is when you are in the past and there's a bad guy and you go to the present, there's kind of like this faint blue light where they used to be. Oh, that's kind of cool. So it gives you a reminder, for, and it stays for maybe like two seconds long like before it fades out. So you can out. get your bearings, basically. Yeah, but what you can do is you can see where they're standing, and then when you go back in time to them, you can be behind them. Oh, fun. And so you can pop them in the back of the head and stuff. So you Clever. get really neat ways of doing combat. Sorry, and are you with BT? Your BT's not with you right now, BT's right? BT's not with you right now, no. But he can still communicate with you because you are neuro-linked. Okay. As you're going through the facility, you come upon different parts where obviously it was like a big machine or there was some planning going on. And when you get to these locations, this kind of hologram of Major Anderson pops up and he kind of starts to explain what he's discovered. So this is you kind of going over and finding out what happened in this facility. And what he's starting to see is that there is a weapon that is being developed and that this facility builds something called the Ark. It's where all the the flood. It's where the flood lives. Oh, you're trying to think from Halo? Is this not Halo? No, we're not playing Halo right now. No, this is a different game entirely. Son of a bitch. I know. A lot of it sounds the same, though. I feel like I've just time traveled. (laughs) This is terrible. No, the Ark is a power source. Okay. Okay, so this power source powers the weapon that they haven't really talked about what the weapon does yet. The weapon's fucked up. Is it a Starkiller base? Yes and no. Oh, God. It is a star killer base, but the way it operates is unlike anything you've heard before. Okay. Maybe solar powered? Isn't that what star killer base is? Literally Damn, absorbs right, the right. entire sun to fire. I was just like, oh, it's like a Prius. Like, <laughs> it's got like a nice panel you meant on green. Top. Yeah. No, I just meant like, oh, I like recycling. I use my reusable tote bag. <laughs> no. 
eat the sun. Okay, never mind. As you see what the Ark is, and in the way the Ark looks is that it's contained inside of a giant metal ball. And the metal ball is made out of like hexagons. Spacey. Yeah, super spacey. The Ark is inside that metal ball. It's not the metal ball itself. The metal ball is just a casing? Yeah, the metal ball is just a casing. And while you're watching one of these stories, you flash back to the present and you watch as a ship takes off with the Ark oh, no. in the present. That's bad. And you're like, oh, shit, that's not a good thing. No. Whatever the weapon is, that thing's going to power it. Yeah. So we watch Anderson's final transmission. Oh, shit. And it's him just about to find out why it was built, what it's going to do, what the plans are for it. And you see a hologram of another person come up behind him with a gun drawn. Oh, no. He and Anderson, like, really scrap really hard about it. And then you see as Anderson's time machine glitch out on him. And he fades out of time just as the other guy is, like, going to attack him oh, shit. and you see the hologram of the guy kind of go over a balcony oh but if you go and you look over the balcony in the past or like in the present sorry it's so confusing with yeah. with how the time travel works if you go and you look at the present you can see like his dead body down on the so ground you saw him like go over and die yeah you watched okay. him go over and die and then like he is still down there at the bottom of the ground just rotting out so anderson had time traveled by accident in that moment but that was the last transmission he had he got stuck inside the walls after that oh is that why he's like cut in half in a weird way yeah he got accidentally like transported inside of the wall like the fly but with a wall yeah or what was that cloverfield movie oh the cloverfield paradox cloverfield paradox wake up and she's like in a tube or she's inside the ship yeah yeah it's really like cut the tubes to get her out because she's like trapped in a weird fucked up way yeah not a good movie no but it was a surprise Cooper goes back into the past to kind of finish and find out what Anderson did. Yeah. Gosh, I just realized this is Anderson and Cooper. <laughs> Everyone's favorite host of the mole. Right. <laughs> and celebrity of mole. The mole. The mole is amazing, and I would fully watch the shit out of that if I could find it. That's the deep anywhere. cut you went but with. But it's so good. It's like it's early, it's like mid late nineties reality TV. That's such early reality TV. Right. Where there were no rules, and you could just lie to each other. Like, not in a Joe Millionaire way. Like, there was a bitch who was just, like, lying about her mom and shit to get close to contestants so she could use them to her advantage to be a mole and win more money than them. <laughs> like, that's a real ass thing that happened, and it was amazing. Oh, I mean, you've always sung the praises of the mole to me. This is the first time you've brought it up on the podcast. Well, this is me pitching my other podcast, The Other Channel where I talk about reality TV shows that I remember, but not that well. <laughs> Kind of like this show with video games. Yep. But it'll all be about murder in Small Town X, which was a short-lived Fox reality show where someone died and then you just wa- got to watch other people die. And they had to make them like film their own deaths like the Whodunit show. That was also another one. Yes. Also, don't really remember it that where people well. people were dying on the show. That's right. Yeah, but the guy that, that won... That awful. Okay, but last moment. The guy that won Whodunit was like a fucking uh, security guy. The airport has their security. TSA? T- no, fucking not TSA. The government one. Homeland Security? Homeland Security. He was a Homeland Security agent. Oh, okay. He won Who Done It. Guess why? 
work experience. <laughs> he knows how to tell when people are lying and fucking him over. He's logical and can solve problems. The show was training for work. He probably got to expense the time he was gone and make money because he won. He just fucking doubled down on everything. I can't believe you remember anything about that show. That's all I remember, though. But I will, <laughs> I will go on and make up shit. They between. didn't even allow the rest of that show to air on television. That's we had to right. watch the ending on Hulu. Like we did with Who Wants to Marry Harry. Yeah, that one too. <laughs> the other show about <laughs> lying to people <laughs> so you can win money. Yeah, we like really quality television, everybody. Yeah. Please don't let me start this other podcast. <laughs> it won't do well. All right. So you're ready for what the plan was. Oh, right. We're on a video game podcast right now. Right. Yes. So we get the leader of the IMC kind of in a voiceover at this point. We never really meet him in person, so I don't consider him important enough. <laughs> but we see him in hologram, we hear his voice, and basically what he's saying is that humans are expendable. Even though he <laughs> himself is a human, but he's just like, we're kind of just a plague on the universe anyway. Okay, we Thanos. spread out to all these different planets, we kind of overtake them, and you know, there's always one side that's good, one side that's bad, and it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. So he's very just kind of being blasé about human life for the whole thing. And then he goes on to explain what his new weapon will do. Ooh. And it will destroy you using time. I don't know what that means. Ending of Doctor Strange where he just used the time traveler to annoy someone so much that they give in and help him? No, nothing like that at all. Oh. No, this is like, think of every single molecule in your body going to a different point in time simultaneously. What the fuck? Yeah. I don't understand So they can just that. erase you from existence. With like a baby foot? With a baby foot? What do you mean? Like all your molecules are at different times. Like you got a baby foot. You got like an old lady face. No, they got sent to different times. Oh. So. Not like a body that turns into different every times. Every molecule would go to a different point in time to the point where you don't exist anywhere. So I wouldn't have like an old leg. No. Like a baby You're leg. You're not going to be like Deadpool walking around with like different aged body parts. It's not like Super Mario Brothers with the de-evolution ray. Hear me out. That's all I got. I just oh, think it'd be really funny. you said hear me out. So I was yeah, waiting I for said, your argument. It'd be funny. Oh. <laughs> so the molecules are separate. Yeah. That was not the takeaway that I got, but go on. The weapon they built can do this on a planetary scale at this point. Jesus. So they are able to just erase a planet instantly like glitch it out yeah Ugh. delete it from the matrix jesus christ and the arc that they just took off is the battery that powers that device cooper and bt are like all right we really need to get back with the marines we need to tell them what anderson was supposed to find out yeah this is really important fucking information because they built this entire thing in the past so there's no way for anybody to even know this exists totally jesus christ the one thing bt realizes is that in order to know that this thing works there must be a prototype version of it in the past as well. Ooh. So BT's like, we need to destroy that thing so that way they can't build another one at the very least. Totally. You have to go back into the past to destroy another version. And it's just a smaller version. What they ended up doing was they blew up one of the moons to this little planet. Huh. That's going to fuck up your tides. Right. But it wasn't their planet to begin with. I know. This was just, they don't give I'm just a shit. Concerned. You should be. With fucking Back to the Future bots over here. Because you're pretty much a good person but pretty much i i'd said pretty much yeah <laughs> you're not confident in the roundup of that <laughs> obviously when you get back to the past they are not going to let you destroy it easily right and there is a major major battle going on there's humans on the grounds 
you're getting giant titans coming in. Oof, the titans are falling. And it's quite an overwhelming battle, in fact. Oh, wait, are you with BT right now? Yeah, you're in okay. BT. Okay, so oh, yeah, this is a huge... BT is like, we're together These right bigger now. battles, and this weapon is fucking huge. Right. If you've ever seen the movie Contact, okay. and you remember the big machine that they have to build in the movie Contact with the three rings spinning around, in the center of it is the arc. Okay. And that's what's powering the entire thing, so these rings are all spinning around itself. And then that would shoot the laser off to, like, cause the time deletion of that planet or whatever you're shooting it at, right? So it's kind of like the Doc Ock technology in Spider-Man 2. A little bit the Doc Ock technology. Yeah, take that, add that into contact, add that into the Death Star. The power of the sun. In the palm of your hand. In the palm of my Titan. Yeah. I love it. Here for it. You battle, you battle, you battle. And as you get closer and closer, like, five Titans just drop in to block you from going. And then the entire place explodes and goes white. Oh, my God. This is one of the coolest fucking sequences I've ever seen or played through or anything. Okay. So time completely freezes for you. Oh, shit. Right in the middle of the explosion. So everything is stopped. You're outside of BT. BT's like literally running mid-charge going into battle. And then you can go through and you can just walk through this entire explosion. And you go up and all these like guys are dead and like flying off. And there are all those titans that you just saw are exploded in different pieces and shit. There's, think of them as like helicopters, but they're spaceship helicopters. Okay, yeah. But they're helicopters. Yeah. And there's people inside of those. And so there's like a rope that you find. And so you can actually like ride that rope up into this helicopter and you get in there. And there's again, there's just like five people and they're all scrambling for their lives. And then you can run against this wall. And what you're basically doing is running out into the middle of the machine that is middle of this explosion going on to get to the arc to disable it. So you do, you manage to get out there, you get to the arc, you disable the entire machine and they like break it down. It is disabled. You're done. And you just kind of fade back into the present with BT. And he's like, good job. We did it. So that's an exact same function in another game I'm playing right now. Okay. What? <laughs> but you're going to hate me for bringing this up. South Park fractured butthole. Okay. You can fart time to stop and you can that's go right. up and fight people. That's right. I forgot about the time why fart. That, why is the time fart the same game? <laughs> <laughs> no. The same mechanic. Yeah. I don't like that, but I just <laughs> it out there. It is very effective and I do love a time fart. <laughs> I totally forgot about the time fart from Fractured Butthole. You see, now as you go forward, whenever you talk about time farting, I'm literally just going to be like, yep, the new kid goes toot, and you can go up and you can punch the mechs. <laughs> well, the game doesn't have any more time travel, though. Oh. That time travel like level was only in the facility really? where that worked. Yeah, because there's a, a rift cool, there. That's such a cool mechanic. You'd think that'd be something you could pick up throughout. You know, I'm sad that they didn't revisit it. I bet mm. if they did a third one, it would be absolutely that would come back into play. Because okay. It's so unique to this world, the time travel. Yeah. No, that's really cool how you can kind of just kick back and forth in live time. Yeah. Not like Zelda where there's like enough detachment when you bounce between worlds and stuff that it's like, okay, well, I can't leave something. Like, I can't put an apple down and have it be an apple tree in the future. Yeah. Nothing like that. Which would be cool. That would be fucking sick. Yeah. yeah. That's actually a really good idea. That would be a great like link between worlds like inclusion. But I'm satisfied with a body being there rotten when I get back. Oh, that's super satisfying. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And there's situations where like, for example, there's one room that you're in where there's a hanging Titan that it's not operational or anything. And if you blow it up in the past, it is now blown up in the present. Kind of saves you from fighting another Titan. Yeah. That's clever. It's pretty good. I like that. It's so hard to do time travel in games. Like, 
Life is Strange does it as the like kicker to it, but it's mm-hmm. all still super structured. To have it be kind of a live mechanic that you can bounce in and out of different battles into is so complex. You rarely see that. It was really cool. It was really unique. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it's something so uniquely Titanfall 2. Yeah. You know? Well, they told you, what was it, groundbreaking storytelling? Groundbreaking storytelling. I get it. I haven't seen anything like it. Totally. Before or since. You finally do manage to make it to a facility. Problem is that this facility is, you know, an enemy facility that you guys have taken over. Oh, so our friends are here. Our friends are here. Yeah, we've managed to find our friends now. The Earth Marines. We finally found our Marines. Marines. We're at a new location, but we've traveled a little bit. We've done some battling to get there. Yeah. You're like, hi, I'm a captain now. What's up? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Who do I assign my new check stuff for? (laughs) I got a promotion, and I'm pretty sure my PTO is like four weeks now, and I love a weekend after this. (laughs) Also, how's my 401k matching? Cooper wants to make sure that he is uh he's getting paid for I'm the his dork new promotion. I'm the dork that would 100% be like, "Hi, I got a verbal promotion and then they died, but I have it on film with my my buddy. So, give me money, please." Here's the problem is that they have no communication to the outside. That's where HR is. Yeah. You won't be able to get your fucking bag. Well, we also won't be able to get our message that is really important to get out to command. HR. Oh. To let them know about the arc and the weapon. And the promotions. And that whole thing. Right. We kind of turn into Rogue One for the oh, next damn section of this game, actually. <laughs> so the mission is there is a satellite that's going to need to turn on so we can get the transmission out to everybody. But it's okay because your dad loves you, so you can do it. Right. As long as you rip off the opening to Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> you're gonna be just fine there you go so we gotta fix the satellite at this point and as we approach the satellite we see the dead body of a pilot Uh-oh. actually and bt looks at him and goes oh i know this guy oh my god that is one of the absolute best pilots i've ever seen oh shit. i watched him like save a hundred men in a battle one time oh Actually, he saved your life in that battle. That's the one I was telling you about earlier where Cooper was just like, what battle are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, I watched this guy basically save your life one time and you don't even remember this. Oh, my God. And Cooper's like, I have a condition. Yeah. So they just saw his dead body on the ground. Shit. They realize that the mercenaries are kind of keeping the satellite tower guarded. Yeah. Because they don't want any information getting out. Damn. Which, once again... We have our radio from the bad guys, which oh, right. fires back up again once we are near them. You're in range again. Yeah, we're back in range. So we start hearing them start having a little bit more chatter over the headphones. And we get a couple of the mercenaries start talking about you specifically. Is the radio location-based so if you get closer to people, you can hear better? Yeah. Or is it just timed where it's like after you hit X spot, we'll kick off some dialogue for you to hear? I mean, probably a mixture of both. Okay. You know, I'm sure that it is their in-game excuse is that your distance is mattering. Got it. Because like in Spider-Man, when you're doing spy missions and you have to be within a radius of the right people to hear the right information, like if it's like that or if it's just after this box, this will start some audio. (laughs) It's probably a mixture of both. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And since this satellite is so tall and so high up, the fastest way to get you there is for BT to throw you. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. So we get a full on fastball special out of this. Wait, that's hysterical. Yeah, it's great because Cooper's even questioning. He's like, "Wait, are you are you serious right now? You you want to throw me? <laughs> Nobody throws a dwarf. No, but they do throw him. Tosses him right up there. Tosses him. It's really cool, actually. It's a great sequence. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Is that subtle though? Like, don't the bad guys notice just a little man flying through the air? <laughs> <laughs> they do notice immediately. Actually, okay. <laughs> they see you flying through the air. And they realize immediately that you're there to fix the satellite. BT is anything but not subtle because he's 30 feet tall. 
so the mercenary leader raises the price on your head. Oh, shit. And now all the other mercenaries are, like, really after you. So we get this new guy named Richter coming after you. Richter. And Richter actually gets to survive for a little bit here. He was uh, the first mercenary that you'd seen that was, like, looting the bodies. Oh, okay. At the very beginning of the game. Yeah. Yeah, so this guy's a little bit more important to you, I think, just because he's gotten a little bit more screen time. We're really getting up the ladder here on the bad guys. Yeah. And he looks like a Maori warrior. Okay, wow. But he talks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, huh. the feature's confusing. Very confusing. A lot of confusing accents. But I mean, I guess if you can grow up on different planets, yeah, doesn't really it. matter. We're both from California and have different accents somehow. That's fair. I mean, we grew up in very different parts of California. Yeah. California's big, but still. Yeah. <laughs> As you're going through this facility and you're getting around all the forces... You hear them over the microphones going, I think he's got a copy of one of our microphones because he seems to know what's going on. No, you weren't subtle enough. No. <laughs> so their leader, his name is Blisk. He addresses you personally. It's pretty standard threat stuff. It's just like, we're going to get you, you son of a bitch. You think you're so smart. You've outsmarted us. We're not going to fall for your tricks. You titan riding son of a bitch. You do manage to get to the very top of the satellite all by yourself and Aww. you get it all recalibrated and everything's going great. And then the satellite tilts. Oh, damn it. And tips. And you go flying the fuck off of it. And you fall and you fall and you fall and you see a bottomless pit. Like, it's literally oh my just God. like, it's just fog. I've so, been falling for 30 minutes. Yeah, you're going to for a long time. But then out of nowhere, BT's arm comes out and he grabs oh. you and he holds you. And he's just like, I got you, buddy. Oh, that's terrifying. Oh, is that the scene that I saw? Yeah, yeah, you did see that scene. It's like, yeah, that sounds yeah, familiar. It's, it's a the really robot good scene. catching you. Yeah, the robot catches you. Oh, it's, it's so stressful. It's a great sequence. Yeah. The mercenaries, they're really mad at you now that this satellite is repositioned. So, totally. So Rector comes in like himself because before he was just kind of taunting you over the radios. Yeah. And so now he's coming in himself. He's going to come in on his Titan to like fuck you up. He's not as complimentary as the others. Oh, he's the grouchy pellet. Yeah. He's very cocky. He does not like you. He just wants to kill you. Absolutely. Got it. But obviously you're able to kill him and you get back to the base with the Earth Marines. You can just say Marines. <laughs> Earth Marines makes it sound like there's water marines, fire marines, like heart marines. It's they're it's not a bit, benders. There's not a heart bender. That was a Captain Planet. Kid. I know that you're referencing Captain Planet too, but I know, but just <laughs> I obviously they're marines. <laughs> you, you don't have to say it like they're Earth worm marines or marines with like a funny hat on. We get it. Also, there's so much, like, real military in games. That's fascinating to me. Right? Like, how Halo could just straight up be... Was it Halo Marines? Yeah, Marines. Yeah, just straight up Marines. Yeah. Without, like, licensing worry. But they were just, like, the Earth Force Marines, so it wasn't officially, like, United States Marine Corps. Got it. Yeah. I think that's the way they get around it. Okay, so, like, we've extended it to all nations of Earth. It's like army. It's just a word. <laughs> Mother. Yeah. <laughs> so, they get the satellite fired back up. They get the message out to who they need to get out to. And the person who it gets out to is named Commander Sarah Briggs. And she decides that the information that you've provided is so important, they're going to come and pick you up and get you off planet. Shit, yeah. Get this man a coffee. Right? So she picks you up and she gets you into her ship and she immediately finds out that BT's original pilot died. And he's like, all right, so we'll get you a real pilot here in just a minute. We'll Aww. get you rescheduled to somebody. And thanks for bringing in our Titan. Like, appreciate it, Cooper, but you're demoted back to Rifleman. Oh my God, he and, lost And his... uh, yeah, she's just like, all right, you're done. What the fuck? That sucks. 
he worked so hard to be in the right place at the right time. Right? And she just immediately strips you of everything after all you've done. Yeah. Like, no, no, you were a Band-Aid, honey. You did not get really promoted. So this is where BT comes out and is just like, I'm not going to take another pilot. Honestly, he's doing great. We're at like a 90% efficiency rating right now. Our combat effectiveness is great. He's really smart. He's kind of smarter than me in some aspects. So I want him. Aww. I don't want a different pilot. The robot stood up for you. Yeah. And Commander Briggs looks around. She's like, honestly, we don't have enough pilots anyway. All right. Congratulations. You're a pilot. You got it. <laughs> But you're not a captain anymore. So no. you went from rifleman, right, to pilot. And then when you rolled up on Anderson, you became a captain. And she's like, that's a bit much. That's a bit much. Let's take you back down. It was like your first day. You're not done with training. You still have to fill out a bunch of paperwork. <laughs> we'll add the other paperwork on there. You're going to get your bump. But you're not a captain yet. So they managed to find the planet with the arc on it. And they decide to drop you down onto the planet to go after it. Just you? I mean, you, but you now have a full fucking army with you okay yeah so you're leading the army though right i mean you're not leading you're more of a soldier in okay. the army commander briggs she's right, in charge you're not a captain no she's very much in charge going forward but you know you are important because you do have a lot of the information that they need you're the guy that's the most emotionally invested in this role that and they don't really have a lot of other soldiers with titans that can fight right now they've got to be expensive i get it yeah they're super expensive commander briggs gets one hers is badass good for her i like hers a lot so their mission is to recapture the arc before it can be put into the weapon so after just a really short battle briggs is like all right cooper you're actually a really good pilot she's like i get it oh my god she sees him in action for like 30 fucking seconds but she's like this kid's got something special she's got He's got the moves. He can drive. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. He can pilot. Yeah. They fight their way some more through the facility, and they see a mercenary named Sloan taking off with the Ark in a ship. Okay. And we've heard Sloan's voice over the radio a few times, so we've gotten to know her a little bit. These mercenaries, they start to stick around a little bit longer than those earlier ones. You and Briggs have to steal some ships and take off after it. Yeah. And Sloane has some of the ships defending her while you're, like, flying through. It's a really great flying sequence going on that you're, like, shooting off the side of the ships. You're shooting people. You're blowing up spaceships. You're running through. It's it's a really... Is this a sequence where you're, like, the ships are really in the air and you're, like, jumping between yeah. the ships? Okay. Yeah. Because I just sat there, looked up, and went, oh, they're in Columbia. Yeah, right? This is Bioshock Infinite. Feels a little bit like Bioshock Infinite. At one point, he does a hook situation, doesn't he, to like fly down a fucking thing? Yeah, the ropes. You can you can slide down the yeah, ropes Yeah, it's and Bioshock. Take your shot. <laughs> and I just Take stared your at Bioshock. and was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> this Bioshock Infinite son of a bitch. That's, that's pretty good. I so, couldn't unsee it. I can see it. I get what you're saying now. And now that I, what I'm about to do, it's makes it sound even worse so you're just fighting essentially songbirds about to show up there you go <laughs> make it a double baby yeah so you guys are gaining on sloan pretty well because you've got your own like flying force coming in behind you and stuff and then a flying titan comes out of the sky does it have wings it doesn't have it kind of has wings it's like jetpack with like a little bit of a wing kind of like uh what's oh, like a name? megazord okay a megazord but i was gonna say buzz lightyear okay yeah, a little bit like that, where he's got some jetpack, but like some wings, but they don't flap or anything. He's not like a dragon. No, he's not a dragon. I want a dragon. We've had dragons. I didn't like those dragons. You're right. Let's do this. <laughs> so this one is named Viper. Oh, go to hell. Oh, right? I loved when he was on the dodgeball team of the bad guys in dodgeball. <laughs> what the fuck, man? One of the just basic ass names. Yeah. I liked his American Gladiator. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. 
podcast. My screen name in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I thought you believed me, and I'd have to explain to you. No, it was Princess Fish. Ew, really? Oh. oh. Okay. So it does end up taking out your ship that you're like standing on because you're on the roof of ships this entire time. You're like jumping on the roofs of ships and flying through. And it takes out the one that you're standing on and you go flying through the fucking air. You're ejected from BT and you end up landing on like, it's kind of like a mothership, like yeah. a really, really big one. Like the big flat ones where like clearly that's their flying hub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And BT's like, all right, that one over there is the main one defending Sloan's sh ship. You need to go on there and disable their weapons. Oh, shit. So again, he's like, I'm going to throw you again. Are you <laughs> cool with that? You know what it feels like. Do you consent to me chucking you through the air? Yeah, and Cooper's like, not really. This is a moving target this time. <laughs> also, it's not fun. We're on a moving target, moving at a moving target. No, I don't want to do this. The velocity's going to hurt, buddy. But Cooper goes through with it. Oh. Manages to get to the control center of the ship. Cooper uh, is a trooper. Right? He is, he is a trooper. He gets to the control center of this ship with all the weapons and stuff. He gets there just in time to watch all of his friends get blown out of the sky. Oh, no. By the very ship that he's on. Wait, like, um, Commander Briggs? She's dead now? She's not dead now, no. Okay. But, like, you watch, like, as, like, all your, like, different ships that are uh, following are just oh, getting fuck. boom, 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 boom. Just one by one getting blown up. Damn. So Cooper disables the weapons on the ship and takes control of it entirely. Shit, yeah. The flying... Titan from before Viper yeah. then comes in and attacks you. Jesus Christ, Viper, get over yourself. So you get back up onto the roof of the ship so that way you can rejoin with BT. And then you have a big, massive battle with Viper. And it's this is a hard fucking battle. Because, yeah. you know, you're flying through the air and you can fall off the side and just fucking die. Oh, Jesus. At any time of this fight. And Viper's like flying through at you and trying to push you off at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of gets like Super Smash Brothers, like Oof. trying to knock you off the side of it. And so finally you beat him and his jets like take him off and like flies off and he flies down and he goes and crashes down to the ground and stuff. Oh. So you finally do beat him and go off. So after you defeat him, BT's like, all right, you need to get back inside the ship. So hop on out. And as you hop on out, Viper comes back. Oh, shit. And he takes you, Cooper, and he takes you for a little bit of a flight. He's not going down. No. BT does manage to tackle Viper and... Viper drops you Good. and you fall back to the ground. But now you are like hundreds and hundreds of feet off the ship. You're on the ship, but you're like hundreds and hundreds of feet away from Viper and BT. And you kind of like just watch them have a battle. So you're not hitting the ground ground. You're just hitting the ship ground. Yeah, you're hitting the ship ground. Oh, I was like, Tom, I mean, it's he's just... going to die. <laughs> yeah, this whole battle just takes place in the air and the ground is, is the roof of these ships. Got it. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. It's really worried for him. And you're hundreds and hundreds of feet away, and you're running, and you're running, and you're running, and Cooper watches as Viper actually rips off one of BT's arms. Oh, my God. And just fucking tosses it. Part of me thought he was going to beat him with it. Just rip off your own arm and beat you with it. And just rips his arm off. That would That's actually some be. some savage shit that would be in this Stop game. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Yeah. <laughs> this game's pretty fucking, like, no holes barred. So. Oh, it's epic as shit, right? They might as well have. Cooper manages to fire off a shot at Viper and hit the guy that's inside of Viper. Shit, yeah. Yeah. So Cooper manages to kill the person inside, which essentially takes care of Viper himself. And, right. And Viper f falls off and dies again. Shit, yeah. Can you get BT's arm back? No, unfortunately oh. you can't. No, BT is really badly injured at this point. My baby. But it turns out that we're now at least able to right the ship and the arc isn't too much further. Okay. 
So BT is too damaged for Cooper to get back inside, but he can still like keep guard. One arm is a hand and one arm's a gun at all times. Okay. And so he's still got his gun arm and he's still using it for protecting Cooper. And so you're kind of just staying behind him and he's just laying waste oh, to everything sick. in your fucking path, which is, oh yeah, it's super great. Yeah. So you fight your way through the ship and you manage to get yourself to the Ark. Shit, yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. Remember I said that the Ark is like a big metal ball, but what's... The arc is really inside the metal. Yeah, ball. the metal's just the casing. Yeah, so BT manages to pry it open. He's like, I can get it pried open, but I can't get in there. You need to get inside and get the arc out. Yeah, climb in. And this thing is like a radioactive fucking thing. Yeah. This thing is enough to like power time travel. Yeah. So that's what? At least 1.21 gigawatts? It's not. It's more than the one in Dark Knight Rises that they're driving around in an old mail truck. Yeah. Actually, it looks a lot like that device, too. Son of a bitch. Now that you say that. That's funny you mentioned that Was it that a gar- garbage truck or a mail truck? Oh, this is going to drive me crazy. It was a mail truck. It was? Yeah. Yeah, it was inside a mail truck. Okay. Yeah, definitely. It was a box truck of some kind. Yeah. Okay, thank yeah. you. Sorry. <laughs> I can get how that would drive you absolutely nuts Dumb if you couldn't things. remember it. Yeah, just stupid shit like that will drive me crazy. If you see me just upset, just know I'm trying to remember what color sweater was someone wearing in something. <laughs> My brain is fucking useless. So Cooper manages to push the arc outside of the metal ball and BT opens up his chest cavity, you know, the part where Cooper would normally go. He goes, here, put it inside of me. So he just shoves the thing inside of him. BT closes up and they turn around and they start heading out together. And just as they're about to leave the room, the entire ship explodes. Son of a bitch. Yeah. And so the ship's going down, it's going down, and BT just kind of grabs Cooper and holds him, kind of like does that We Are Groot kind of situation from Guardians of the Galaxy. Is like, I have to protect you. The first job of a Titan is to protect his pilot. So he holds him, they crash the ground, Cooper gets knocked unconscious. Dun, dun, dun. And he wakes up again to the mercenaries talking. And they're kind of held captive, uh, Cooper and BT. Oh, shit. So BT, you see off in the corner, is strung up by, like, chains and shit. (gasps) And Cooper is obviously, like, kind of just tossed off into a corner. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. So it's the mercenaries, and they're talking with Sloan about how much they're going to get paid when they can get BT to open up and give them the actual arc. Because yeah, that's, that's the payload. What, that's the payload, yeah. BT is just refusing, because they're like, you're not my pilot. I can't take orders from you. <laughs> BT said, I don't owe you shit. Yeah, he's very much just being like, oh, it's out of compliance. Sorry. I, I it's can't. out of compliance. <laughs> you don't have the right paperwork. I can't give this to you at all. Where's your up-to-date OSHA certificate? So they drag Cooper over to BT, and they put a gun up to cooper's head and they're like tell him to open up and cooper goes open up about what his feelings (laughs) cooper's great i love cooper i'm fully on his team i adore him cooper and bt end up getting very similar senses of humor together we stand they work well together in terms of that that. the mercenary is like all right fine so he turns to bt and he says if you don't open up i'm gonna kill cooper don't do that. And then Cooper on his HUD, on his helmet, gets a little message from BT. And it just says, Cooper, trust me. Oh. Which also, they've never used that function once before. <gasps> Clever. Make it really special. It is special, but also, why didn't they ever communicate that way once before, like in secret? Oh. They've had plenty of times where they've needed to communicate in secret. <laughs> anyway, beside the point. Maybe so, his texts are only free after nine and on weekends. Oh my gosh, we're going back to that. Time travel. Go on. BT opens up his chest cavity and the mercenaries are like, oh shit, 
It's the arc. That's awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> so while they're distracted enough that BT is able to kill all of them. Oh my god. So his one remaining arm and stuff, he managed to swing it about and like kill them all. That's fucking sick. But in doing so, he actually accidentally sends the entire facility on fire. There you go, buddy. And Cooper passes out again. There it is. But when he comes to, Sloane is in the room, that one uh, mercenary that was taking the Ark before. Oh, yeah. And she's inside of her Titan. And she just walks right up to BT and grabs the Ark right out of his chest, pulls it out with her Titan, and then she shoots the ever-living fuck oh. out of BT. Oh, no. And he is just reduced to scrap metal. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. He comes so fast. Right? It's so fuck? sad to see as your best friend robot just gets decimated in front of you. Yeah. So Cooper finally gets up, and as he's about to leave, he hears BT actually call out to him. Oh. oh. And he informs Cooper that he can no longer perform his duties and that the mission is entirely on Cooper. Yeah. Was he, tells... he on obvious mode? <laughs> what the fuck? When you have nothing left, that's pretty much... All you can do. Fair. Be Captain Obvious. Yeah. So he tells Cooper to remove his head. So remove BT's head. And inside the head is a gun and a knife. Oh my God. He was strapped. Yeah. And then he also removes, I guess what you would call BT's memory core. Okay. So, you know, like these robots always have like a light that shines on, you know. Their Iron Man arc light. Their Iron Man arc lights. Yeah. So he basically took that part of BT out of him Mm -hmm. and, you know, put it in his pocket and headed out. Got it. Now, this fucking gun. (laughs) This gun turns your ass. You you wanted this to be in the John Wick universe? Yes. This gun turns your ass into John Wick. Ooh. Like, it is fucking auto-aim. Like, unlimited deadeye. Unlimited deadeye. You just burn through this fucking facility murdering everything in your wake like it reminded me of heavy rain when you're in that final scene where you're just killing fucking everybody oh you're the big dude and you're just yeah. going through the house of the old rich dude yeah and you're just going Ooh. through that house and you're just murdering everybody it reminded me of that entirely Sounds great it was just you've got this knife and this gun and you're running through and it just auto locks onto every single person they're all one shot kills and cooper just lays waste to this fucking facility Matt Mercer gets to do fucking high dead eye in two different games. Oh yeah, eat fucking snails. That's fucking <laughs> rad. I was gonna say something gross, but I decided on snails because that's real food sometimes. Damn, that's really cool that he just gets to be like, nope, the gun figures it out and kills you in one shot. You're welcome. Give me my check. And like the entire time you're going through this facility, the Marines keep trying to contact you and be like, Cooper, you okay? And you're just fucking ignoring them. I'm you busy. are on a goddamn spree. You aren't answering <laughs> anybody. But then finally, Commander Briggs starts like talking to you. He's like, Cooper, seriously, we need to know if you're all right. And he's, yeah, I'm fine. What do you want? She's like, well, I've got a new Titan for you. So once you get outside, just let me know where you are and I'll send you a new Titan. He's like, all right, fine. I'll take a new fucking Titan. He's all mad and shit. He's all pissy about it. But as soon as the Titan drops down, it's the exact same model as BT. So he puts BT's memory core in it. BT loads up. BT's totally back and fine. Yeah. Yeah. So we got like our Gandalf the White situation here. Shit, yeah. So now BT is back. He knows what it's like to die. He's pissed off. He wants to kill some motherfuckers. I remember you killing me, and I want to do the same at you. Yeah, he very much wants to return the favor. So now we're at a point in the game where, remember I said there were mini Titans and main Titans? Yeah. 
so now the like grunts are driving the main titans because that's how like strong we've gotten that's how hard this game has gotten that <laughs> instead of fighting just mini boss like the little mini guys are now the mini bosses <laughs> so we're just fighting off what used to be the main bad guys as just like one by one going through like we're still really angry yeah and you've got a new weapon and everything. You're ready to tear you shit up. You and BT up. have so much bloodlust right now. Oh, yeah. They're both fucking pissed. Fuck them up, Kenneth. You're basically chasing down Sloane again, who is taking the Ark to the weapon. And you get to her just as she is putting the Ark into the weapon. And the whole time you're fighting her, the weapon is powering up. Ah. And it's like a classic British computer voice. It's giving like 45%. Oh, my God. And you're getting this countdown to the whole time. And you manage to rip the arc from the weapon just as it fires. Ugh. And this fucks up both BT and Cooper. Oh. And you're laying there knocked out for like the hundredth fucking time. <laughs> Leader of the mercenaries comes over to you. His name is Blinks. And he just kind of stands over your body. He's like, you know what? They're not paying me to kill you anymore, so I'm not going to. But if you ever want to mess around, come find me. And he slaps down this little flyer onto... The like windshield, I guess you would say. I swear to God, if it's his SoundCloud account, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. It just says Apex. <gasps> Legends. And if you know the logo of Apex Legends, it is the logo of Apex Legends on the flyer. It's a fucking ad. It's basically an ad for their next game that came out. This goes past Easter egg. Yeah. This is a plug. Yeah, actually, the mercenary group, they officially call themselves the Apex Predators. Ugh. That's their mercenary Like type. cats? Yeah. That's the long version of cat. <laughs> Bunch of kitty cat. Is it cheesy or does it feel like exciting? That part feels a little cheesy just because he has been the bad guy for so long. And like I said, you never meet the leader of the IMC. So he kind of stands as that head leader that you were kind of going after. Yeah. And then he just kind of abandons you. Because he doesn't give a shit anymore. He got paid. Yeah, he got paid for his job. The arc fired like that's what it was supposed to do it's not his fault the arc failed so it did fire but it just kind of like implodes or like doesn't fucking do the thing yeah it's like it's final moment okay it's kind of the arc joining in with the machine and now it's ready to be fired okay okay so when i say that they got there just as it's fired they got there just as it, like it hit 100 percent. it's like loaded it reacts okay. the, the arc reacts to the machine itself oh because it's like fully ready and like loaded so it's like glowing bigger or some shit right right so it can Got still it. be fired it's ready to fire at this point and ready to destroy a planet they're going after you know the main hub planet of you know the marines the earth marines the earth marines but it's not planet earth they're not going after earth it's, a, it's just a hub yeah yeah it's a planet called harmony i think so with everything happening bt realizes all right the only way really to stop this is to destroy it from the inside Ugh. like i i've got to drop myself in cooper i'm kind of stuck clothes i can't get you out i'm sorry and cooper's like i'm with you ride or die till the end i don't give a shit like literally let's fucking go like oh my god yeah absolutely like cooper doesn't care BT, cooper doesn't give a shit B bt's just like i'm sorry you're gonna have to you're probably gonna die right now and, and cooper's just like let's fucking rock cooper's like i die 10 times every day my <laughs> my brain is at like 40 percent, man and... i'm on borrowed time as it is <laughs> and i don't know why you know bt does that because just as you drop into the machine bt says objective one protect the pilot and he ejects cooper out of his oh, stomach shit. And he turns around and he throws Cooper out of the machine. 
then Cooper's like screaming. He's like, no, no, don't, don't be. I hate being thrown. (laughs) I specifically asked not to be thrown again. So BT flies down into the machine and blows it up from the inside. Oh, sweet baby. He Iron Maned himself. He did. And like, this is a huge fucking explosion. This creates like a crater in the planet, like kind of explosion. Oh, shit. But he did manage to throw Cooper plenty far, apparently. To survive this explosion. I'm sure Cooper loved it. So now Cooper is kind of like on this like floating platform that's out in outer space. That's like excess debris from this explosion. Oh, poor guy. And he's running through it because, you know, it's zero gravity and there's walls and stuff. So he's like running and shit and he's trying to get away from it. Oh, yeah. it's, It's the final like leap and shit. And it's fantastic. And you see one of those fucking helicopters just like off in the distance and Briggs is like, here, it's us, it's us, hurry, come to us. And, you know, you know, do the last final fucking leap and you miss the helicopter. But then her hand comes out and grabs Aww. you and she pulls you in. And everything's going to be OK. And so you fly away from the planet. And as you're flying away from the planet, the whole fucking thing just explodes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like it was just a crater before. Yeah. And I guess that crater caused enough problems to make the entire planet just explode on itself. So the IMC still got an exploded planet. They did just the wrong one. It was the one they were on. Yeah. Instead of, you know, it'd be like yeah. being on the Death Star. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Whoopsies. Whoopsie. We get another little flash and Biggs tells you that you and BT, you know, saved a whole lot of lives. Aww. And you look out the window as you come home to the planet that you just saved and everybody's happy. Oh. The end. That's cute. I really like that. Right? Yeah, I don't usually like these as much. I mean, the I like games. video games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you don't like the Pew Pew games too much. No, because the stories are usually dumb dumb. Right. But this is a good Pew Pew. Except you've kind of found out a lot of these games you're, you're really seeming to enjoy with the Pew Pews. I know. <laughs> Damn. They're, they're surprises. There but- is a post credit scene. They just show um, Jack Cooper's helmet sitting on like a table. And then in binary, some, you know, ones and zeros pop up. And apparently that translates to Jack. Yes. So it's apparently BT like reaching out from beyond. Reaching out to him in binary. Oh. But you have to know binary. So get that. It's Easter egg. There you go. That's really (laughs) sweet, though. I like that. That is a wonderful, wonderful story. Yeah, Titanfall 2. It was a kick-ass game. Like I said, it hit 97% on Metacritic. People fucking love this game so you played it before a while ago and you're playing it now again yeah no i get to be a little bit hipster about it i did play it when it came out and then i did decide to pick up and replay it again recently just because it's so fun would you consider yourself a fan of the franchise yeah absolutely did you do apex as well i did do apex i'm not good at the battle royales okay one two i don't feel like the gunplay translated well between the two games. Okay. You know, I, I think that the gunplay is a little bit more difficult in Apex than it is in Titanfall. Fair. And I preferred the gunplay to Titanfall because I played the online like fucking crazy. <laughs> I put at least 200 hours into their online. Oh, shit. Yeah. It wasn't Jesus. until Overwatch that really pulled me out of it. And actually, this game is why I, I main Lucio in Overwatch because they that- had the wall ride in this game. And Lucio was the only wall ride character, and this was the game that I was coming off of. So I was like, all right, well, that's the thing I'm most familiar with currently. Yeah. And now I main Lucio in Overwatch still to this day, and I looked and I'm at 400 hours in Overwatch. Ooh, and- just on PC, that's right. I hit a, like 120 on PlayStation as well. 
think anyway. we had more on PlayStation. Yeah, I, there was a lot. We shared an account for a minute. That's true. But whatever. <laughs> it's fine. I have my own. Okay, anyway. So, to close this out. Yeah. Before I throw you into space from my Titan arm. Yes. Pitch me Titanfall 3. Oof. I mean, the IMC is still around. Okay. Obviously. So we gotta take him out. Because the main bad guy, we don't really know what happened to him because we never really even meet him. Sorrento. Go on. Yeah. We also have the leader of the mercenaries, the Apex Predators. Yes. And while he did let you go, you know, he's still a threat out there in the universe. I I don't know, because that is a really unique, cool weapon. The time displacement weapon. Totally. You know, and they would have to have another major weapon, but you, then you just turn into Star Wars after that. Fair. So they might have swung too high with two. You know, I think opening with a planet killer is really difficult to top. Yeah, you can only just make it slightly larger. Like yeah. when you see fucking Force Awakens where they go, the Death Star, no. Whoosh, it's it's bigger. bigger. And it killed five planets this time. We're not going to show you any of them. No, it's no planet you've ever heard of or cared about. Nah. But they did blow up. But it's bad. Remember when <laughs> Leia was sad about the one? Kind it's, of, for like an hour. It's much more now. She did look mildly upset at one point. Might have anyway. been indigestion. She's in space. We like Star Wars, too. We're not even, like, complaining. (laughs) Okay, so it's Titanfall 3. We catch back up with Jack. Yeah, obviously. He um, is able to talk to BT through his helmet, and he's like, side quest, I think I can get BT back. Let's get the band back together. (laughs) So he's, like, talking to BT. BT re-downloads his consciousness into one of those robo-hearts. He pops one in, and it's an upgraded Titan. This one's got wings. Oh, he gets the Viper one. Yeah. Yeah. Give him that one. But, like, bigger and badass. Like, yeah. more jets. Make it Iron Man. Fuck the wings. Like, just give him, <laughs> give him the hand blasters and the foot blasters. Fucking lean into it. All right. So, we got to get the IMC, and we got to get the Apex Predators, and there's probably going to be a new enemy. Um, I mean, here's the thing. You want to hear something really impressive about this game? Yeah. They made it in two years. That's it? They jammed it out in two years Tom, you can get an associate's degree in two years right what the fuck one it's beautiful it's fucking gorgeous and two it plays flawlessly yeah like the gameplay is fun and engaging and doesn't suck yeah and again like i said their multiplayer online is fantastic wow good for them this just sounds like an all-around this fucking killer quality solid game yeah. yeah this game i recommend to absolutely anybody okay so act one The Apex Predators and the Marines have eyes on the IMC. The Apex Predators were hired by an unknown buyer to take down the IMC. Ooh, that'd be good. So you are- Using the the knowledge they gained from working with them? Yeah. So you, as Jack and head of the Marines, are going to go get the IMC, shut them down, be like, hey, don't fucking kill planets. But on the other side, the Apex Predators only get paid if they bring bring the heads back. So they're after you because they want to make the kill. No, you're in a race. They're in a race. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's have them fucking race through Like space. smoking aces? Yeah. You know, why not? Maybe you get the shot, but they take the head. You know? <laughs> so you become a mercenary. Well, it's for Ooh, the Marines. Actually, I like that. Actually, I would love to see Cooper join the Apex Predators then. <laughs> That'd be dope. He gets kicked out of the Marines for being like hardcore. No, it, this is too Americana. He can't get kicked out of the Marines. <laughs> he can't be discharged at any point. So your goal as a Marine is just to take them down and like get the kill. The Apex Predators only get their cash if they bring a head back. So you get the kill. They take the head back. Everyone's cool. Plot twist. No one's fucking cool. The Apex Predators, like, their boss found out that you took the shot that killed them. So now the Apex Predators are only getting paid if they bring back your head. And then they're chasing you. And then you get to go through and kill them all again. 
There you go. Yeah. You found it. Yeah. You got there. Also, space fights. <laughs> I don't know the world well enough, but I think that would be fun. Hey, as long as they bring back some of that time travel stuff, that was really well done, like I said. Yeah. Ooh, I forgot about that in my pitch. <laughs> That's okay. Also, collect artifacts. No, that was cheese dick as fuck. They wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, this isn't Ready Player Two. Oh, nothing is, which is why I love everything else. All right, Goombas, that's another episode of The Other Castle. And now we're going to fling you into space with our titan arms. Yeah. No matter how much you protest. One fastball special coming right up. fling you right into space. <laughs> Thank you, Marines. All right. Hoorah. Bye. When the DLC separated half of y'all, but Respawn heard everything. And they fixed nearly everything. You get a campaign free DLC, so many things customize anything except your fucking wedding ring. You get a campaign that actually is a dog ass story, kinda sucks, but the gameplay's bomb ass. A bunch of new types of titans is exciting. Moments in the game that are actually surprising. Heaven.